you know, um, there is so much power and emphasis and authority and a meaning uh, with the number three. You know, if you look at throughout the history of the world, the best things come in three. Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. Elijah called the little boy spirit back three times. When Jesus was crucified, he went to the center of the earth for three days and he came back. Well, this is the third time that Michelle has been on the show. And this is a great feat in itself because she's got some things that we're going to celebrate and we're going to do just that. It's your boy, Willie F. T. Jr., special edition of the Ballers Report Pod, powered, of course, by the Shake Back Media Group. We're going to bring Michelle in here in just a second. Her journey is continuing. And I tell you what, she's got a new toy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll ask her when she come when we bring her into the studio. So um, she's a she's look, she is a successful now a successful bodybuilder competition participant based on what she went through last month in St. Louis and the sky's the limit for her. And we're going to talk about all of that here in just a minute. But you know what we got to do before we get started? You already know what it is. Come on, y'all. Let's go get it. Right about now, you're about to be possessed by the sounds. Suckers get the talking, grabbing that walking, strapped to the pong, get it tossed, and smacking they sleep with the coffins. And they get ingredients like Ah, uh, yes, sir, buddy, you already know what it is when you hear that music, and I am trying not to sound like a robot, but I am doing just that for whatever reason. I don't know, maybe it's because of the excitement of this person that's coming on the show. That's probably what it is, and I actually lied because this is not her third time on the show. This is actually her fourth time on the show because she was part of the women's history celebration series that we did back in whenever it was however i almost i did not completely lie because this is the third time that she's been on talking about her fitness journey so with that being said i'm okay let's go ahead and bring her in <laughs> wait a minute where'd she go uh there she is michelle <laughs> i can't hear you now i can speak up what's going on Okay, so you're outside and you're obviously somewhere with the top down. What's going on with that? Ah, uh, you know. Hang on one second. I've got like really bad feedback. Okay, I, and I think it's because you're in the studio twice. Oh, there we are. Okay, there okay. we. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Are you good? <laughs> okay. Technology at its best. So you're sitting yeah. in a you're sitting in a in a in something that's got no roof on it. What's going on? So I love my Jeep. I'm not getting rid of my Jeep, um, but it's going to be where it belongs now, which is going to be off road. Um, I hit like 230,000 miles on it, and I've been using it as my daily commuter. And I have a 45 minute back and forth trip to work so at 14 miles per gallon it was killing me uh to drive back to and from work every day so i uh there are two vehicles i wanted my whole life it was a jeep and an mr2 spider 
And right about the time the other day, I just started thinking I've got to look for another daily driver car. And this popped up. It's, these are really rare. If you know anything about them, they're hard to find with low mileage in excellent shape. And I just, I scored big time with this. It's got, it's an 03. It's got 50,000 miles on it and it's mint condition. You can't beat so, that with a bat. So I'm excited. I'm a happy, happy girl. Yeah. I got my Jeep and my, uh, my, my spider now for daily commuting. So, so, so that's awesome. And congratulations on, uh, on the new, the new addition to the family. Um, I, I was going to ask, I don't know if women actually call cars toys like men do. So that's why okay. I want. Oh, okay. So I want the. Well, of course, you know, I, have a, I have a motorcycle too. So it's a trifecta. I've got my Jeep, my sports car, and my motorcycle. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is it that on the fourth time on this show, we're just now hearing about this motorcycle? <laughs> well, it's kind of been down. It needs some work to get back on the road, but. You know, is it a Harley? You just taking all my money. You know, it's a V Star 1100 Custom. So it's a crotch rocket. No, it's a cruiser. It's a cruiser. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to the homie Tisha C. She is the star of a show, Show of Divided. She would be very, very thrilled to hear that because she has a Harley herself. And she is a. Yeah. Hey, I think I might still have a picture of it, but let me see. I might I actually may have gotten rid of it, but yeah, she is a uh an avid writer and um that 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 in itself is is phenomenal. So congratulations on all of the things that you have coming your way and that have come your way. Um before we actually get into the the, the conversation about the competition that took place in, in St. Louis and what's next, uh as we know, um this is nine eleven week, twenty-two years. Uh, this week where we saw the most horrific terrorist attack on American soil, um, vet to vet, number one, thank you for your service. Um, I don't know if you were actually in the military during that time, but kind of kind of reflect on 9-11 and what that week was for or what that day was for you. And do you remember where you were when all that happened? Oh, yeah, I was. Uh, I I was, gosh, how old was I at the time? I think I was like 20, 19 or 20 at the time. And I was on my way to work to pick up my girlfriend. We worked together in a little appliance repair shop. Um, and of course I listened, you know, at that time to a morning radio show. Uh, they were always, you know, joking around a lot in the morning. So when they broke in, in the middle of their morning show and started talking about this, it, it really took a minute to figure out what was going on because, you know, it's, it's just a, kind of a satire show. So um, it wasn't clicking for, for, you know, like 20 minutes. And then my girlfriend comes outside and gets in the car and she's like, do you know what's going on? And she was still kind of confused by it. Um, by the time we got to work, we kind of figured out that it was really serious. Of course, then we get to work and there's no TVs in our office. There's like no... I think we maybe had a radio, but, you know, it, it was just there's there was no way to watch what was happening. Uh, and we were right by an airport. So normally there was just constant air traffic all day. So I think the strangest part, I mean, the whole day was strange. The whole day was crazy. But one of the strangest things I still remember is the fact that there was zero noise from air traffic overhead, which was just so bizarre you know, with with the environment that I worked in and where we were located. 
And uh, it was probably, you know, six o'clock that night after we got off before we were able to kind of sit down, flip on the news and, and you know, kind of really take in what had happened, what we'd been hearing about during the day. Yeah. And and that's now were you in Texas at that time? I I was here in Missouri, actually. It was the first time I lived here. And I went into the army. It was actually about a year after that. Okay. Okay. So I signed up not too long after 9/11, and then I was off to boot camp about a year later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I uh, echo a lot of the same things that I and I've talked about it on other shows this week. Um, and the biggest the biggest thing that or two of the biggest things. Aside from the obvious and, you know, the insur- the, the, the insurmountable loss of life and, you know, all of the, the fear that we all of us actually felt at a good point a time, or during a, a very t- uh, a time that none of us had ever seen before. But aside from all of that and the tragic situation, I mean, when you think about the world in which we operated at that time and how there was no social media. There was no um, there were no smartphones or anything like that. And people had to just kind of get information as it came along. People were trying to figure out what was going on through Internet providers or whatever the case may be. And it was so surreal. And then when you talked about the very thing about no air traffic, I mean, there was no there was there were no planes in the air for what a week before they decided to at least yeah yeah and 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 i didn't even think about the phone thing i mean yeah i had a because i've had a cell phone since high school but yeah we didn't have internet on our phones at that time so there was no way to just pull out your phone you know not having tvs in the office it was like okay i just have to wait until i get home at six o'clock tonight to turn on a tv and see what's happening Mm-hmm. and uh there, there there's a piece that i want to play um from that day and it is very very surreal and um it is uh it it was well actually i don't i don't have it i don't actually have it so we're gonna go ahead and move forward Uh, again our our continued prayers go out to everybody that has been affected still being affected was affected by those events that day uh it's something that we will that none of us will ever get over and just know that we will continue or we're continuing to pray for strength and 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 peace for all the families that were involved directly and indirectly. And that basically includes all of us. That's within the sound of my voice. All right, Michelle, let's go ahead and get to this because we got some celebrating to do. Uh, thank you guys out there for checking us out on Facebook and Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. And of course, Twitter. <laughs> um, all right, Michelle. So we talked about the journey. The first time you were on the show, you were just beginning it. The second time we you, you had you, we had you on talking about it, you were kind of in the middle of it, and you were being the workout warrior that you had been, and and you posted all of these videos and photos of your process, and then the third the third show. Now here we are. How was it for you? Not just the day of the competition, but even the the day or even a few days leading up to it, knowing that you were about to do something that you have never done before in your life still very surreal i don't know it's 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 been almost a month and i'm still kind of processing it um again you know i mean there were there were 
There were people that said, maybe I should have waited. I should have, you know, pushed the date back, but I, I set a goal and I was determined to do that show. And it was about more than the show. It was about just finishing something I started. It was about spending my whole life being overweight and never thinking I could even be remotely in shape, let alone, you know, last year I couldn't, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror in my own bathroom. Like I, I couldn't do it. And then, you know, here I am a year later on a stage, a very, very tiny bikini in front of hundreds of people. And, you know, those are the things that it was about. It was about changing my lifestyle and being done with the show and continuing with this lifestyle, not packing the 34 pounds I lost in four months right back on and going back to the way I lived before. And I've accomplished that. Um, you know, I, I, the Monday after, two days after the show, I was right back with my meal prepping and right back into my routine. Evidence that it is not just a, it wasn't just for the show. This is definitely something that you're going to continue doing hopefully for you as long as you can for the rest of your life. And I think the that just goes to show, in my opinion, that the reward isn't the show. The reward is the change in the mindset of being able to continue to live a lifestyle that is more healthy for you, for the best interest for yourself for the long run. Was there any nervousness? In, like, I mean, like, I know as an athlete, I usually, I mean, even now as a show host, I get nervous before every freaking show. I'm nervous talking to you now. Was there any nervousness that you had to kind of like bottle up and be like, yo, I need to get this in check? A little bit, but you know, it. by the time you get there and by the time you're checked in the hotel and you, you know, I had to get tanned the evening before and then I had to... You know, I have this whole, all the stuff that I had to do the night before I have my meals got very, very specific with my liquids, my food intake, exact times I needed to eat and drink. Um, so there was just so much going on that it kind of made it difficult to get too, too nervous. And then the morning of the show, it was just, it was so, everything went so fast. I don't even know how to explain it, except that it just... You know, it was like up, time to go, and the whole morning, you just, yeah, there just wasn't time. So I was nervous, obviously, um, especially when I was standing on the stairs on the side of the stage, and they're like, okay, here it is, it's time to go, and there's the stage and the lights, and it was like, wow, I, yeah. So I kind of had a brief moment there of wanting to freak out, but again, there just wasn't time. It was like, okay, I have to get up there and do this and not be nervous and try to act you know, confident. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think, I think for you and what we can all learn from this for others, for all of us that have followed your journey uh, up to this point, what I think we can learn from this is that your purpose supersedes your fear, your purpose and your conquest has to be the reason why that that other stuff is not allowed to come in and i understand what you're saying with you know things moving so fast but still i mean these shows move fast but they don't they they don't move fast enough sometimes and i'm like am i gonna run out of things to say am i gonna ask a question that is gonna be completely off the wall i mean so i i get it and you're to be yeah. commended even further for that 
And I think for for anybody that's out there that's watching and that has followed the journey, if you don't have a newfound respect for this woman, I need you to come see me. And I'm even talking to myself. So I have a newfound respect for you um, with everything that you have accomplished up to this point, And it's only going to get better. Um, so let me let me let, can you walk us through a little bit like the, the day that you got there or really the 24 hours leading up to the competition and being and getting on stage itself? Because I remember you saying you had to, you were you, you I saw I think I saw some bags packed and you were putting them in your vehicle. So. Yeah, let, let's let's get a little more detailed in terms of what the process was 24 hours prior to actually walking on the stage. Okay, so uh, and this one thing that was kind of unique. So there are a lot of times that the show will be at a venue that's like a convention center or a, a school auditorium. Um, I got lucky and this show was at the Ameristar Casino. So... I was able to actually book a room upstairs in the same venue. So that made things much easier. Um, so I checked in like the night before and just, you know, I packed my cooler, packed all my prepped meals, um, everything that was on my list that I was going to have to eat and drink. Uh, you know, I, I was packing, it looks like for four people. I took my own stand up full length mirrors with me, um, you know, foot massage. I, I took everything. So uh, basically, got checked in the night before, and at six o'clock the night before, I had to get my first spray tan. Um, How was that? Watched a, girl, watched a girl pass out in the tent <laughs> next to me. Uh, so that was fun. Of course, you know, you're again, I, a year ago, I, I couldn't, I couldn't look at myself in a mirror with no one around. Um, and here I was with a bunch of other girls naked, <laughs> getting spray tanned, uh, and then standing there naked with all these people for like 20 minutes drying off. So that was, that was an experience. Um, but I've been in the army too. So, you know, I'm not really <laughs> a stranger to having to stand there naked with a bunch of people watching me. Um, so at least I was a little prepared for that, I guess. Uh, once I got tanned, it was back to the room. And then again, I just had a very specific plan of what I was supposed to do as far as eating and drinking. Uh, I did not get my water cut off until like seven o'clock that night. And then it was pretty much just sips of water after that. So there wasn't a whole, you know, people think you dehydrate for like two or three days. It, it wasn't like that. It was pretty much the night before at seven o'clock is when, you know, the regular consumption of water stopped. Um, but I was still eating, you know, I still had meals and food through the night, the next day. Um, the next morning I had to be up at like 4 a.m. So I had, first I had makeup at like 5 a.m. And then it was hair after that. And then it was back to the tanning to get another layer of spray tan. And then we had our meeting and pretty much as soon as the meeting was over, it was backstage and I was one of the first groups to go on. So I didn't even, I didn't even have time to really pump up or, you know, I was supposed to eat some rice cakes and get a good pump and do all this. I didn't get to do any of that. It was literally backstage. They sprayed me down with some oil and then it was like, get lined up to get on stage. So that's when I was kind of freaking out. Cause I was like, <laughs> what, you know, and then I look back now and, you know, it's like within two days, well, actually after the meal that night, the next day, I mean, you could see the difference in my muscles and veins popping out of my arms, what those carbs from that meal did to me. And I'm like, 
this is why I needed you to do that right before I went. There was no time. There was just no time, you know, but this is why I did that show. This was supposed to be kind of a learning experience for me to figure out how my body was going to react to a cut, how it was going to react to, you know, being dehydrated and then trying to carve up right before I go on stage. And, and, you know, I, I learned a lot and that was kind of the point is to, yeah, use this as learning experience, take a lot of notes. So I know what to do differently next time when I, when I get, and hopefully, you know, next time I'll start in, in better condition, um, start my cut in better condition. And then, you know, by the time I get ready to be on stage, be in better shape and then kind of know exactly what to do and what to expect. So from the time that you actually, or, or let me ask you this first, how many other contestants were there? So this was a very small show. Um, obviously I have no control over that. So I had signed up for five classes. Um, you know, I've of course had people tell me that most of my medals mean nothing because in two of my five classes, I was the only person in it. Um, but you know, there's, again, there's nothing I can do about that. It was a small show. So two of the classes out of the five, I was the only one. And then there was another class. I, and I can't remember which is which there's five classes. Um, but one of the classes, there were three of us and another one, there were four. Mm -hmm. So, um, now bikini was different bikini. There were probably a hundred girls there doing bikini, but with figure, it was a much smaller group. And then there was, I don't think there were any females doing the bodybuilding class or division yeah and for the people let me let me say this michelle because uh you know you and i have we we've had messages on on twitter about these types of things um for those people out there that keep saying that you should have waited uh for those people out there that are saying that you know you, you didn't deserve whatever just because and the fact that you were the only one there that doesn't say anything about you in terms of anything negative that says a lot about the other people who, like me and others who are so comfortable where we are that we don't even do what's necessary to even get to that point that's where the inspiration comes from so i'm telling you guys out there right now you need to stop coming after you need to stop coming from my sissy Cause uh, she family and we don't play that. Um, and I will troll you on social media like nobody else's business when it comes to stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm going to do what I can to encourage her and uplift, uplift her because she's touching lives for people that she's never going to ever even meet or see. And that's important. Um, so, all right. So I got a couple photos that you sent to me and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put those up on the screen because I want you to dis I want you to explain, explain, Lucy, explain, explain what we're looking at when we see this. Well, uh, we see a, a a lady that's obviously very happy. She has on <laughs> her princess. Uh, what is that, mom? I got a tiara. Tiara, okay, tiara. tiara. And the, the, the million dollar smile is on point as usual. What are you thinking in this photo? Obviously, this is a, a selfie and it uh, looks like in a mirror. What's your what's going through your head as you're snapping this to, of yourself? I just I just couldn't I couldn't believe that I was there. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't believe that I followed through and I did it. And that is I'm going to blow it up. 
that is a a a, a person or a a smile uh that looks like a person accomplished something that nobody thought that she would maybe up to and including herself is that is that a fair assessment i think so yeah i think i was probably the <laughs> the main person who didn't believe i could do it there were actually more people who believed i could that's amazing and but those again okay we're not going to give that any more any more attention all right i got a couple more um tell everybody that's watching and will ultimately be listening that won't actually be able to see the picture but uh here we go what are we what are we thinking here so yeah it was just a couple of screenshots from my uh video that i got back um the the photographer who did the actual you know photography and pictures they just they were horrible they were absolutely horrible the lighting was horrible like i was so washed out i had no muscle definition um but this these screenshots were taken from the video um that the videographer did so lashes on yeah, just, lashes on point <laughs> all right uh, so we got one more um here is I'm thinking this is something celebratory. You, 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 you explain. Peanut uh, <laughs> like butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> which I had been dying for for like six months. This is the first thing I wanted. Everybody's like, what are you going to eat? What are you going to eat? And that was like, the moment I come off stage, that was the first thing I wanted was TV and J. Now, let me, let me, yeah. let me do a play by play on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Number one, this is a full sandwich, and <laughs> it is just about half gone, and it looks like there's two bites. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quarter gone. <laughs> it's a quarter gone. Okay, so Michelle's mouth is not quite that big. I had to embellish just a little bit. All right, and I appreciate you sending those to me. Let me ask you a question because um, you've, you've, chronicled it, you've chronicled it various times throughout our conversations, both on the show and um, through, through Twitter. How is it that a, a, a person that you have talked about in yourself that you just said a year ago could not even look yourself in the mirror how do you go from that to being able to have enough confidence, enough self-esteem, enough oomph about yourself to see these photos with you with these any itty, itty, what is it, the eeny, teeny, weeny bikini? <laughs> how, 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 was your, how were you able to, to wherewithal, the wherewithal to do to get from that point, from point A to point B? I don't know. I just... I just, I just wanted it, you know, I, I was, I wanted it more than anything. And I was determined to, to just, you know, to get in shape, to change my lifestyle, to get to a point where I was happy with myself, to be comfortable in my own skin. And, you know, I, I had to get out of my box and out of my comfort zone. And, uh, you know, the more you work and the more results you see, um, you know, the more muscle you build, the more weight you lose, the easier it is to be happy with what you see in the mirror. And then it makes it easy. I'm telling you, if I had half of the muscles that you did as a man, I will walk around with no shirt on uh, when it's 30 degrees, <laughs> when it's 30 degrees outside, 
uh, while in the rain. That's what I would do. So uh, thank you for your encouragement. So what what's what's next on the agenda for Michelle? Well, and of course, I didn't tell you the one story that I haven't told anybody about that night. So. Okay, well, you want to get, let, let's get to the exclusive then. Let's go. <laughs> so, you know, you have those dreams where you missed your big final exam, you fail your course, you get kicked out of college, whatever. My absolute worst nightmare, of course, was that I will, I will miss it. I actually dreamed that I missed my tanning and my makeup. And I was like, what am I gonna do? I can't go on stage without you. So my worst nightmare came true. Um, when this show was first posted and the flyers were up, the posters that they put everywhere, it said 10 a.m. prejudging, 6 p.m. finals. And I screenshotted it and I looked at it every day. Every day, it was on my phone, it was on my desk. 10 a.m., 6 p.m., 10 a.m., 6 p.m. So, of course, they had sent out an email like three days before the show, and I'm pretty sure in the email it mentioned 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Uh-oh. And, of course, the morning of the show in our meeting, they said, be back at 5 p.m., but I was a zombie, right? I hadn't eaten. I was dehydrated. I hadn't slept. I was calorie-deprived. I was, you know, I had zero energy. I mean, I was just in survival mode at that point. So it didn't even occur to me that the times would have changed after them announcing the show and then the day of the show. So at some point I missed that the finals were at five and not six. So I actually ended up missing 90% of the finals. I was in my room upstairs the entire time, all day, just waiting. And finally, at like 5.30, I'm like, I guess I should head over there. And I remember walking in, the auditorium is packed, the lights are off, and all the girls that I'm supposed to be on stage with are on stage. Oh, my goodness. So I freak out. I run to the backstage, and I'm like, what is happening? And the girl getting people on the stage who's coordinating everything is like, honey, you missed it. You've missed everything. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Six o'clock. She was like, no, honey, five o'clock. Where have you been? <laughs> so she said, you have 10 seconds. And there was one class that they hadn't given the awards for yet. And that was the one that I did, I did place against the other girls. Uh, that was the open division. So I, I think that might be the only one that was actually recorded for mm. the whole show. I mean, I got my medals for the other ones, but I don't actually know where I placed in the other ones because I basically showed up after the fact. So I could have placed higher in one or two of the other ones where there were other people, but I'll never know. Um, so I was there in time for the very last award in the last class that I competed in. And I did make it to overall and I did qualify for nationals, which I won't go to because I just, I'm not even close to ready, but yeah, I basically missed almost all the finals. <laughs> wow. And still qualify for nationals. <laughs> How dope is that? I made it there for the one that was really important, I guess. So, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it was like, wow, this is the literally my worst nightmare for this whole day. Like the one thing. The worst thing that could have gone wrong. That was it. <laughs> and then the sinking in my stomach when I walked in that auditorium and saw those girls on stage and I was like, 
Yeah, I'm supposed to be up there right now. <laughs> wow. So yeah. Wow. That was fun. But you know, rookie mistake. <laughs> I should have paid attention. Yeah, and, and I and, just... and you definitely will be better moving forward. I mean, even with with that part of it. So yeah. Yeah. So I felt like an idiot, but it was like you know, I you know it shit happens, right? <laughs> and I just again, it's like it never occurred to me after they have promoted the show. And I remember going back because they had the poster out in front of auditorium. So I went back to look at it. They had actually covered up where it originally said six o'clock. They basically put paper over it. So they never even changed their official posters. Wow. So I was like, okay, I'm an idiot, right? But still, I didn't just, you know, it wasn't out of nowhere that I came up with this different time for the show. But yeah, so it was dumb. It was a dumb mistake. <laughs> Lesson learned. Lesson, a lesson, a lesson taught is always a lesson learned. So, <laughs> so never do that again. Right, right. So, so there's a. I remember us talking about a competition in Texas. Is that what's next? No. So, um, yeah, you know, after after the show, I I had a prep coach the last few weeks that stepped in to kind of help me out. Um, really with my mainly my nutrition uh, leading up to peak week. And after kind of talking to her, I mean, I think I'm going to kind of, I'm definitely going to be using her probably for prep next time. Um, but we kind of talked about working together after the show and she suggested, and I pretty much agreed that I really would like to take at least nine months to a year to build before I think about doing another show. Uh, you know, the national thing, I thought, you know, nationals will be like a year later but it's like three months after the show. So I was like, yeah, that's definitely, I didn't realize that when I first thought, okay, I guess I'm going to train for that now. And I was like, no, I'm not. Cause like, yeah, I'd have to go right back into prep after being in prep for like five months. Mm -hmm. So it, it, that wasn't happening. So I think I'm going to take, um, you know, at least nine months to 12 months and just try to build. I need to, I need to put on some more muscle um, before I yeah, think about, going back up there so i will go back up there but i don't have you know a specific show or date in mind so right now it's just about back into training and, and building and we will continue to follow it all right here on the shake bag media group all right let's get up out of here but i need you to speak some encouragement to somebody out there that needs it in whatever walk, whatever area, whatever arena of life that you feel like will will actually get some get some help to some people. My biggest takeaway, you know, from this experience and, and what I like to tell you is, I mean, I'm 42 years old. I've spent my whole life telling myself that I was overweight, that I couldn't that I have, you know, I have hypothyroidism, I have crappy metabolism, I could never be in this kind of shape that I'm in now. I could never be fit, I could never do a bodybuilding show. And I just, it, it was, you know, I, I've been lying, I've been lying to myself. And this show proved to myself that I am capable. I just didn't want it enough. I wasn't willing to work for it enough. So, you know, it, it's crazy to me still to look in, and see how drastically my life changed in a year. In a year and a half, I put on 16 pounds of muscle. In the last four and a half months before my show, I lost 34 pounds and I still kept some muscle, you know? So just 
I don't care how, I don't care if you're 20, you're 30, you're 40, you're 50. You know, there's a video going around the other day of a 91 year old bodybuilder, 91. You can, if you want to change, if you want to be healthy, if you want to feel better, start, start today, start tomorrow. And in a year, just one, one year, two years, you just, I feel like a completely different person. I don't even recognize who I was a year and a half ago. That is never too late. That is completely and totally amazing. And here's the thing in order for us to get something that we've never had before, we have to be willing to do something that we've never done before. And you are the poster child for that. Thank you, Michelle, for continuing to join us and share your journey with all of us. We really appreciate it. Uh, We're going to go ahead and get up out of here. So with that being said, for Michelle, this is Willie. Y'all take care of yourself. Y'all love yourself. <laughs> and get out there and get, get some work done. I'm talking to myself first. We're going to get out of here. Y'all be good. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Peace. We out. Right now.